0: Staying true to America's national destiny, the voice of the awakening. Your host, Bishop E.W. Jackson. God did it, God said, God said, no man comes into the Father but by me. Now people can go to one of those churches and sit there and just stew and get ready for hell. Or they can come to a place like this where they're gonna get the unadulterated truth of the word of God, they're gonna get saved, they're gonna grow, they're gonna develop, they're gonna move forward in the things of God, amen? They're going to start walking as disciples. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Go to Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3. Verse 12. Are you there? Now look, because everybody's thinking, see, they're thinking, oh, Peter's got this special gift. Here's what Peter said. Read it with me. It says, so when Peter saw it, he responded to the people Men of Israel, why do you marvel at this or why look so intently at us as though by our own power or godliness we made this man walk? You know what Peter was saying? No, don't pull that mess. Oh, that's special to Peter. Only Peter can do that. Only John can do that. See, that's the game Christians play. That's what they call dispensationalism. Oh, well, all of that, Bishop Jackson, ended when the last apostle died. Well, then somebody should have told God because he healed me since then. He didn't get the memo, apparently. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> apparently, he didn't get the notification. Glory to God. I mean, that's just silliness. Hallelujah. The Bible says all scripture is given, all scripture is given for instruction, for correction, for reproof in righteousness, that the man of God may be thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Now, what is a good work but to get somebody healed? Hallelujah. Okay, go ahead. D- drop down to the 16th verse. Drop, and here's the key. Because Peter's saying, no, 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 don't you all come with all of that? Oh, that's just special. That's just something Peter alone can do or John alone can do. Notice what Peter says. Read it with me. It says, beginning at verse 16. In fact, just the 16th verse, it says, "Uh, And his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. So Peter was saying, no, 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 it's not me, it's the name of Jesus. But you got to have faith in that name. You got to be bold about that faith. You got to be committed to that faith. He said, and that's what will get folk like this healed, amen? Amen. Hallelujah, glory to God. So look, if you want to walk in supernatural power, the first decision you got to make today is to be bold, to be bold. I'm not talking about being crazy, but be bold. Don't apologize for your faith in Jesus Christ and don't put any limits on him. When somebody comes and tells you about some horrible thing that somebody's going through, don't say, oh, well, brother, we're going to pray because, you know, you never know how God may move. What you need to say is we can correct that. We can correct that. What do you mean we can correct that? Man, through faith in Jesus Christ, he's the Bible says with God, all things are possible. And then let him stew on that for a while. Amen. Just sit there and look at them. And sometimes they'll look at you like you lost your mind, but you found it. You got it. And and if they catch it, amen, then they'll get some of what you got. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. You know, we we got this call for me to do um, this this TV program, do Fox News. Uh, I think it was Monday night, if I'm not mistaken. But at any rate, they called me and said, we want you to do whatever the show is. And I said, okay, I'll do it. And then they called back, said, we got a problem. We can't, find, we can't find a technician. We can't get the door. We can't blah, 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 blah. And do you have anybody else? So I gave him a couple of other names. And then I just realized, I said, no, wait a minute. I was sitting in the car. And I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. What in the world am I doing? I just said, Lord, if you want me to do this program, and I believe you do, because they, they called me, just open the door. Amen. Just open the door. Amen. And I said, no, I'm done with it. Praise God. Five minutes later, oh, we, get, we got the door open. Everything is fine. You can do it. See, now now worldly people say, well, that was a coincidence. No, 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 no no coincidence. But see, you have not because you asked not. Amen. Amen. We got we to get bold with the supernatural power that God has given us. Praise God. Amen. You got to wield the name of Jesus with bold authority. Praise God. And by the way, saints, and this is what the Lord, now, now listen to me closely. Listen to me closely, because then you're gonna hear something here, you're gonna get something out of this. You need to be more bold about using the name of Jesus Christ as the world is about blaspheming it. Because they don't care about using his name any time they feel like it. Just throw it out there, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff. Well, let's use it in holiness. Let's use it in righteousness. Because I tell you what, I get tired of hearing folks use the name of Jesus in vain. Well, you know what? Let's make them tired of hearing his name in holiness. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And see, you know, it's, this is the thing. They get offended by us. They don't think about the fact that we get offended by them using our Savior's name like that. So then fine. You're going to offend me? I'm going to offend you back. I'm going to use it right and teach you what it is. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. So, so what, what, what does this, what does this achieve? What does this supernatural power achieve? We're going to be talking about this for the next several weeks, but let's look at a couple of things before we close out today. Um, let's go to, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's go to Acts chapter four. Let's go to Acts chapter four. Thank you, Jesus. Acts chapter four. Notice I'm in the book of Acts a lot because this is where we see the apostles in action and the disciples in action. Beginning at 33rd verse of Acts chapter four, read it with me, it says, and with great power the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. With what kind of power? Great Great power. power. Great power, (laughs) hallelujah. Great power. How many Christians they are walking in great power? but we're supposed to be. Amen. 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 Read on. It says, And great grace was upon them, nor was there anyone among them who lacked. For all who were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of the things that were sold and laid them at the apostles' feet. Now, this is a verse that is often used and misunderstood. Now, first of all, Notice it says, there was no one who lacked. Nobody was lacking anything. Now that wasn't just because people were giving everything they had, because that's not what was happening. I'll show you that in a second. It was because the Spirit of God had unleashed the power of prosperity on these folks, and they were just being blessed. They were being so blessed. And by the way, let me show you something. It says, all who were possessors of lands or houses sold them. It doesn't mean they sold everything they had. It says they brought the proceeds of the things that were sold. So they sold some of that stuff because they looked at all that stuff they had and they thought, man, I want the ministry to prosper. I want the ministry. I don't need this. I don't need that. I don't need that plot of land over there. They were selling that stuff and they were bringing it. Now, think about this for a second. It says they brought it to the apostles' feet. Here's what was happening. They were bringing that stuff as revelation, giving while they were having service. See, the apostles weren't standing around waiting to see, okay, who's going to bring stuff. They were preaching and teaching, and folk would walk into the meeting or get up from the meeting and say, "Man, I just sold this plot of land," and they put that down there. And Peter just and, and Paul and, and uh, John they just keep they just keep preaching, and they put some, they, they throw some more stuff down there. And then when the service was over, they gather that stuff up. And they would use that to distribute to people, whoever they had any need at that moment, they would use it to distribute them. But they would, it was revelation giving that was going on. God was moving on the hearts of people and they were giving spontaneously. They would, God would speak to them, man, they would run out and get rid of something and come back to the next service and put that stuff at the apostles' feet. Revelation giving, saints. It's inspired by the spirit of almighty God. We still haven't caught it here. Because the Spirit of God's got to, got to touch people's hearts. See, I, yeah, well, we got, we, got, yeah, we, we got buckets over here. But the Spirit of God has got to touch people's hearts to do that because it's got to be based on the revelation that God has given you. Amen? Amen. Let me, in fact, let's, let's just take a look at this. Now, I didn't plan to go here, uh, but let's, let's go here anyway. Go to um, Psalm 105. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm going just hold on one more second here. Thank you, Lord. Make it Psalm 118. Psalm 118. Psalm 118. Look at the 25th verse of Psalm 118. 25th verse, you there? Psalm 118. Read this one, it says, Save now, I pray, O Lord. O Lord, I pray, send now prosperity. When? Now. now. When? Now. now. In other words, Lord, in three years or in six months, no. Save when? Now, Lord. Send prosperity now. Now look at the 27th verse. It says, God is the Lord and he has given us light. What is light? Revelation. Revelation. David said, Man, God showed me something. And what's he say next? Bind the sacrifice with cords to the horns of the altar. In other words, David said, God, I got the revelation of it. David immediately brings a sacrifice immediately brings a sacrifice. It's called revelation giving. I stepped up into the pulpit and I don't think I said five sentences. And man, they, they just, people came from all over that congregation coming up there putting money on the, on the, the podium. I, they're just, just, just dropping money. God was striking their spirit with something and they were responding to that and they were just giving. They were giving. Some people had a dollar, some people had five, some people had 10. Didn't matter what it was. I wasn't really paying attention to that. I just saw them coming. Just saw them coming. That's what this is all about. That's what was going on in the early church. That's where that concept comes from. They were bringing that stuff, because remember, they were worshiping in houses. There was no church building. They were worshiping in houses. And they'd be up there worshiping, and so they hadn't even developed what, all the stuff we developed. They hadn't gone out and bought any buckets and had the church logo printed on them. They, they, they were feeling their way through. This stuff was just, was just getting started. Where, where were they gonna put it? They just brought the stuff up and laid it there. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Revelation giving saints, it's powerful. It's powerful. With great power, with great power, the apostles gave witness. And all who were possessors of lands or houses sought, sold them and bought the proceeds of the things that were sold and laid them at the apostles' feet. And people think everybody just went, just completely gave up everything they had. Yeah, people with families and children, they weren't giving up their homes. They had children to raise they had businesses they were doing but they were getting rid of a lot of stuff and and dedicating that stuff to the ministry of god amen? amen 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 so prosperity saints prosperity is one of the things that the apostles and the disciples of jesus christ are supposed to walk in because it is a witness to the world when the scripture says here and none of them lacked nor was there anyone among them who lacked that's a testimony That's a witness of the fact that God is taking care of his people. But notice the giving was powerful. The giving was powerful. Amen. Amen. That was part of the key of unlocking that anointing, unlocking that blessing. They were giving past what they were comfortable with. But the Spirit of God had moved them. Amen. 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 Praise God. Revelation giving saints. When you get a hold of it, it's going to bless you. When you get a hold of it, it's going to make a difference. Amen. Amen, amen. So prosperity is one of the things you ought to be able to walk in. That's one of the, 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 the signs of the power of God on your life. Glory to God. Now look, you can hinder that. Spending money we all shouldn't be spending and yeah. throwing stuff away. I mean, just, just, I mean, throwing money away, just bam. Just, you, you gotta be prudent, amen? Yeah. You know, it, it, look, your prosperity is in your giving, not in your spending. Your prosperity is in your giving, not in your spending. You know, spending everything you get will cause you to go broke. Amen. Giving everything you get, and I'm not telling you to do that, but giving everything you get will cause you to get rich. I'm telling you. It'll do it. Amen. You can't outgive God. That's right. You can't outgive God. Amen. I told you, I've said this before, since Jackson and I give more than a tithe. I never tell anybody how much because I don't want anybody feeling like I'm trying to coerce you or make you think you ought to do what I'm doing, but we do give more than a tithe. (laughs) I ain't about to quit. I'm not about to quit. Because it has blessed me, amen? It has blessed us, praise God, praise God. Revelation giving, saints, that's what was going on. Now let me show you. How, how important that understanding is. So you got a better understanding now of what was actually going on. Now, go to Acts chapter 5. Acts chapter 5, now that we've covered Revelation giving. Acts chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. Read it with me. It says, but a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession, so, see, now wait a minute, they sold a possession. See, they want people have this idea that they, were, they, they become communists. And everything belonged to everybody. No, that's not what they were doing. What they were doing was giving up stuff that they had been holding on to, but they were giving that up to advance the gospel of Jesus Christ and selling stuff that they were you know, was theirs and it was worth something. They said, man, let me advance the ministry. Okay, read on. It says, And he kept back part of the proceeds, his wife also being aware of it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. They're lying about the revelation. There wasn't no revelation given in that. They were trying to impress somebody. They were up to something. They were up to something. So everybody else is coming up giving, and here come come Ananias. Me too, yeah, me too. I got something to give. And look, I sold this, and I gave the whole thing to the church. Lying lying and trying to manipulate people trying to manipulate Peter read on it says but Peter said Ananias why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price of the land for yourself while it remained was it not your own and after it was sold was it not in your own control and here's what he's saying Ananias you didn't have to give all of it You could have said, Peter, we just sold something. We're going to give half of it to the church. Fine. But you lied. Or we just sold something. We're giving the whole that we sold to the church. When people do that, they're up to no good. They're up to no good. It says, read on. It says, why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to God. Then Ananias, hearing these words fell down and breathed his last, so great fear came upon all who heard these things. Now go to the seventh verse and read the seventh through 11 with me. It says, now it was about three hours later when his wife came in, not knowing what happened, and Peter answered her, tell me whether you sold the land for so much. She said, yes, for so much. Then Peter said to her, how is it that you have agreed together to test the spirit of the Lord? Look, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door and they will carry you out. Then immediately she fell down at his feet and breathed her last. And the young men came in and found her dead and carrying her out, buried her by her husband. So great fear came upon all the church and upon all who heard these things. Praise God. Now, look, let me show you something very interesting. You see what this says? Little verse that people probably don't notice. It says, and the young men came in and found her dead. You see that? The young men came in and found her dead. In other words, Peter was in a house, a house probably where they had just had a worship service. And he's sitting around. And she comes in to justify the wrong that her husband has done. Now look at verse 6, Acts chapter 5, verse 6. I want to prove something to you. Read that verse with me. Now, this is after Ananias gave his. Notice it says, and the young men arose. Now, stop there. See, after the service was over, people had filed out. They were going about doing their thing. And now they had to be called back in to get her body. But during the service, they were sitting down. All they did, they just got up. They saw him fall down dead. They just got up and say, well, he's gone. Peter said, take him out. <laughs> take him out. He's gone. Are you all seeing? See, this is, all of this stuff is happening around worship. It's happening around praise and worship and preaching the word of God. See, so, so Ananias and Sapphira, Ananias and Sapphira were engaged in a plot. In a plot. Now, what was the plot? The plot was... To in some way insinuate themselves into the church and manipulate it for their own benefit. That's what they were up to. That's what they were up to. They were up to trying to manipulate Peter, manipulate everybody else. See, that's why the punishment was so harsh. The church was just getting started, and here they are trying to twist it and manipulate it and impress. See, people use money to impress others. And they, they, you know, look, look at all the money we got. Look at all the money we gave. And figure they're going to win a little following for themselves. And they're going to manipulate and twist the church. And try to take it the way they wanted to. I've seen it happen. And they got killed. Boom. Just like that. Gone. No, you're not. No, you're not. That's over. That little plot's done before it even gets started. Now, here's the thing, saints. I want you to notice something. Why didn't God kill the people who beat Peter, James, and John? And the other apostles? Because God has less patience with those who claim to be his, getting in, trying to destroy from the inside that he does with people who don't know any better and are attacking the church because they're just ignorant and spiritually dark. They don't know. God wants to get those folks saved. Ananias and Sapphira claimed they were saved. And here they are trying to worm their way in and do something they got no business doing. But the power of God stopped them. Now, here's the thing, saints. We want God to give us such discernment that we see Satan coming from a long way off and call that thing for what it is and let the power of God move that thing out of the way. Let's face it. A lot of times Satan sneaks his way in, worms his way in. He, the Bible says he presents himself as an angel of light, sneaks his way in, worms his way in. And before anybody notices, he then got something horrible done. And, you know, I've had this happen, and but let me tell you something. There's never been a time it's happened when I didn't see it before it happened. But you know what the problem was? I didn't trust to take action when I sensed it. Before we had a, a, a major blow-up in Boston. Sister Jackson and I had gone up there for a trip, and on the way back, she and I discussed we said, you know, something's not right. Something is not right. And my wife said, yeah, it's, it's not. But I'm thinking, well, you know, whatever it is, we, you know, it, it, it'll pass. <sighs> big mistake. Satan was on the move in a big way, in a big way. Hadn't manifested in a big way yet, but that, that scratching in my spirit, that, that sense of something's not right, that was God telling me, son, take action now get to the bottom of this thing deal with this thing now listen you saints of god you get somebody in here they start talking all kinds of nasty stuff about me or my wife or complaining about the ministry you all need to shut that mess down yeah, yeah. don't wait until it blows up into something you need to say hey no no wait 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 wait, wait. That, that's not the spirit of god that that's not right i don't know where you're coming from but that's not right we're not gonna have that amen yeah. that's the spirit of division that's the spirit of confusion that's the spirit of anarchy we're not gonna have that here amen But you know what happens in a lot of churches? They get placated. I guarantee you there are probably a lot of people who just love Ananias and Sapphira. Oh, they're so nice. You know, they gave me $25 last week because I I didn't have no gas for my car. Mm Mm-hmm. You better be more discerning than Jesus said, judge not by appearance, but judge with righteous judgment. Amen? Amen. 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 God nipped that thing in the bud, and he'll nip it in the bud for us too if we will discern it and call it for what it is. Glory to God. Go to Acts chapter 5 again, verse 12. Read it with me. Amen. We're about to wrap up here. It says, And through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people, and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. Yet none of the rest dared join them, but the people esteemed them highly. In other words, that was one of their gathering places, and outsiders didn't go in there because they knew these people had power. They didn't know quite what to do with them. But people were getting saved in the house-to-house church. It says, And believers were increasingly added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women, so that they brought the sick out into the streets and laid them on beds and couches that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might fall on them. Also a multitude gathered from the surrounding cities to Jerusalem, bringing sick people and those who were tormented by unclean spirits, and they were all healed. Now, saints, it wasn't Peter's shadow that was healing anybody. It was the anointing of God that was on him, and when people got within proximity of it, that anointing healed them. Glory to God. Don't you want that kind of anointing on you? (laughs) Hallelujah. So when people even get within proximity, I'll never forget, but my pastor, Dr. Taylor, I didn't understand this at first because I was a novice, but I would come to church or after the service or something, and I would get near him, and I'd feel that power on him. I could feel it. I could feel it. That anointing, that power that was on him, amen? I've had been in lines where people have said they could come down, they were coming down, I'm coming down the line, they said they could feel me before I even got there. They felt that anointing before I even got to them. That's that power that God wants to be on every one of us. It's not just for bishops, it's not just for apostles, it's not just for prophets and pastors and teachers, it's for every saint of the living God. But you gotta want it. Said that power is already there, you gotta stir that power up, amen? Hallelujah. God wanted the work to continue without interruption, and therefore, he stopped that plot against the church and allowed that power to just continue to move without hindrance. God wants to do the same thing. Listen, saints, I got news for you. God is ready to deal. God is ready to deal with this situation. You know that? God is ready to deal with this situation. What do I mean? I mean, God is ready to blow this thing up. I'm telling you, God is ready to blow this thing up. God is ready to cause some, some spiritual power to break forth here. That's what, look, he show, showed me, that's what the discipleship series was all about. It was about laying the groundwork, the predicate, for you to be ready to move on a greater level of spiritual power than anything you've ever known before. But you gotta want it, amen? Amen. amen. You gotta make up your mind that you want it. I'm going to stop there because I'm going to come back next time and talk about supernatural protection. We talked just a little bit about supernatural prosperity. We could go into much more detail about that. I'm not going to do it right now, but I want to come back and talk about supernatural protection because God will protect us if we know how to appropriate that protection, saints. It's there. Amen. Listen, don't let anybody come to you with that little weak, natural, fleshly mess. Because the power of the Spirit is greater than the power of the world. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And all that stuff that the world throws at you is not even a nut compared to the power of God. The Bible says when the, when the, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of God will lift up a standard against them. You've got more power than anything Satan can throw at you because you've got the power of Jesus on your side. You're identified with him. You are walking relentlessly in His plan and purpose for your life, and you've got boldness to declare what thus saith the Lord and what God will do for you. No demon of the damned can stop you. Nobody can stop you. Nobody can hinder you. But you got to make up your mind. I'm a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm walking in His power. I'm just like Peter, James, John, Matthew, Bartholomew, and all of the rest of them, and every other disciple that we don't even know the names of. I'm just like them. Look, Stephen and Philip weren't even the apostles. They were just deacons and they stepped out and when they stepped out, folk got started getting saved and healed and delivered. Oh, in fact, all of Philip's daughters were prophesying. All of them were prophesying. Hallelujah. Come on and give God some praise in here. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. You got to walk in power. Walk in power. You're not a weakling. You're not a wimp. You're not impotent, walk in the power of the living God as a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, come on, stand up on your feet. Glory to God.